This episode of Theatre of the World is brought to you by Incognito. Incognito is presented by La Mama as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It was written by Theatre of the World's own James Hazelden, along with friend of Theatre of the World, Nicholas Rashi. And it stars Theatre of the World's own Chris Tompkins and me, Mark Woodward, along with friends of Theatre of the World, Catherine Towhill, Chris Saxton, Emily Carr, and Kimberly Duband. It's an hilarious murder mystery that follows on from a previous play that we did called Denouement. But you don't have to have seen it for it to make sense. It's a standalone thing. It runs from March 30th to April 4th at La Mama Courthouse. Tickets from lamama.com.au. And welcome to episode 69 of Theatre of the World. That's right, 69. Let's lie down next to each other in the shape of a six and the shape of a nine. And we'll speak our podcast into your genitals. And you'll press your ears to our genitals. (laughs) And you'll be able to hear the ocean of (laughs) us talking words. Anyway, it's the ASMR of podcasts. Yeah, that's right. So today's episode, because it's episode 69, is called Nice. Nice. And we should say that our episode today is brought to you by the fact that all three of us are doing a show for the 2021 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That show is called Incognito. And uh, it's a comedy play, murder mystery, funny thing. It's got Chris in it. Yep. It's got Mark in it. Yep. It's that's co-written. Me. Uh, that's him, the guy over there that you can't see. It's co-written by me uh, and directed by me. Uh, so we're all involved. We're all culpable. Yeah. And uh, you should come and see it. So um, it's only on for eight shows uh, from March the 30th at La Mama Theatre. All bookings and things can be done through lamama.com.au and just search for incognito but come and see it it'll be very funny and we thought mm. we would uh promote that by doing a podcast and we called that nice yep <sighs> that was exhausting that is nice it is nice it's nice to be in being things to be doing things again it is. It is. It's not. And, and you know what else is good is it's not only are we doing a comedy show that's going to be live and that people can actually go to. Yeah. But also, uh, it's a fun, silly, funny sort of Agatha Christie style murder mystery comedy show. So it's going to be very escapist. It's set fifty years before the pandemic and fifty years after the previous pandemic. Yeah. It's it's going to bear very little. Uh, resemblance to the world that we currently live in. Yeah, that's right. It'll be fun to go and not have to hear like a stand-up comedian talk about how bad coronavirus was for him. None of the jokes are topical. Nah. (laughs) They're all to be taken uh, internally. (laughs) Yeah. What's the opposite of topical? Antique. All the jokes are antiques. (laughs) So, here's how we start Theatre of the World every time we do one of these episodes. What we do is we can't proceed with the fiction until we have all the facts, and all the facts are in all the mark. So, we turn to Mark and we say, let's do fact bombs. Fact Fact bombs, bombs, fact fact bombs. bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. All right. Nice. I had to to remember what time signature it was in. (laughs) What? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Have you? Yeah, to count it in. How? Yeah. Was, oh my God. If it, would have, it would have been very weird if I'd counted it in in six eight. It would have been very weird if it was in any other time signature but four four. But there's an anacrusis. Yeah, but still in four four. 
Yeah, but well, do I count to four or do I count? To, I have to remember whether there was an anacrusis or There's not. There's an anacrusis. There's an anacrusis. The fact is an anacrusis. Oh. <laughs> yes, bombs is the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name for an album. Bombs is the one. <laughs> it's yeah. yours with my blessing. Sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fact bombs. A style of biscuit produced by many biscuit producers worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. 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 World uh, I'm going to start it again. Mark Woodward is broadcasting to our podcasting listeners from 1940s England. <laughs> I have a transatlantic accent. Yes. It's kind of your character in the show that we're doing at La Mama it's called. True. It is kind of, isn't incognito. it? Incognito. A style of biscuit. Produced by many biscuit pro- producers worldwide, is a plain or coconut-flavored biscuit, thin and rectangular in shape, with rounded bumps on the edges and lightly covered with a scattering of large sugar crystals. It often features the letters N I C E imprinted on top in sans-serif capital letters, and is served often as an accompaniment to hot drinks such as tea. <laughs> This uh, this biscuit is called Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in uh, uh, which, but it's spelt nice. Um, yes. Yes. And in June twenty. 20- oh, uh, <laughs> How's it going, mate? You're right. <laughs> I have a hangover. Okay. <laughs> On June twenty four, twenty twenty, news.com.au released a hard hitting article entitled. Arnott settles the debate on how to properly pronounce one of its popular biscuits. Spoiler alert, it's pronounced Nice, as in the French city. Yeah. Not nice, as in the taste of the biscuit. Well, it's, it would be confusing in a, uh, a cafe or a restaurant um, if you were ordering your tea and you wanted it with a nice biscuit. Um, yeah. That you, you may not get the, the Nice you may just get another biscuit. Yeah. It's probably nicer. They, they bring out a salada, which is also nice, mm-hmm. but it's not nice. Have you guys ever tried a nephew biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> They're just not as good I mean, and not as popular. Yeah. yeah. I think I was at that court case. Yep. Man tries nephew biscuit. <laughs> Australian biscuit manufacturer Arnott's claimed to have invented the biscuit, though English company Huntley and Palmer's were producing a version in 1895, which was distributed to soldiers through the Army and Navy Cooperative Society. I thought when you said that you, they they had Arnott's had uh, claimed to have invented the biscuit, you're talking about <laughs> the Nice the, biscuit. The nice biscuit. <laughs> I thought you meant the Arnott's, biscuit. an Australian company, had claimed to have invented the biscuit. <laughs> I thought, well, that is a brave and unsubstantiated claim. Yeah. Uh, Huge if true. Huge. Huge if true. Uh, The ingredients of a Nice biscuit is wheat flour, sugar, vegetable oil, salt, baking powder, emulsifier, brackets, soy lecithin, uh, close brackets, flavor, (laughs) open brackets, natural, close brackets, antioxidant. it. (laughs) <laughs> antioxidant brackets E307B from soy close brackets and just as a bit of a warning it may contain aces of uh, <laughs> as a warning it may contain the only traces thing, of egg- the only thing you need to do Mark is talk that's literally the whole thing I have to read as well yes that's true train aces fucking hell <laughs> Uh, it bodes well for doing a play shortly, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I guess you don't have to read that. It'll be all right. Uh, well, well. It may contain traces of egg, milk. Oh. As a warning, uh, as a bit of a warning to listeners, it may contain traces of egg, milk, peanut, tree nut, and sesame. <laughs> I-, I think the yep. listeners would be more afraid of the fact that it seems to contain a lot of brackets. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to I don't want to chip a tooth on a on a weird parenthesis. No. <laughs> Biscuitopedia. <laughs> Biscuitop That he is my favorite Irish leprechaun. Ah, <laughs> oh, Faith and Bogota. I'm Biscuitopedia. Uh. 
Biscuitopedia describes the Arnott's niece as a perfect <laughs> staple for any pantry. Arnott's niece plain biscuits are made the old-fashioned way with no artificial colours, flavours or preservatives and a generous sprinkle of sugar to create a satisfyingly sweet biscuit. Delicious. Fact bombs. Delicious wow. fact bombs. Good job, eventually. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I live in a an apartment complex, I guess, and um, we, out the front, you know, there's a fair bit of, of sort of uh, nature strip, uh, which is, for our international listeners, the, the, the bit out the front in between the apartment and the road. Mm. And um, what happens a lot of the time is uh, people in, in our apartment complex put their hard rubbish out on that strip uh, as if that's all they've got to do. To, as if somehow Matt, there's a garbage fairy and the moment you put a piece of hard rubbish out without telling anybody, and usually, I don't know, at about 3am when no one's going to catch you doing it, uh, someone will come and magically whisk it away. But of course they won't. It'll just sit there and rust or it'll be stolen by someone who can use it, which at least is something. But... What you have to do in Australia, at least, is when you put a piece of hard rubbish, and by hard rubbish, I mean things like fans or carpets or bits of furniture. If you put these things out on the, on the road, you, all you've got to do for free is call the council. The council will come and pick it up at a certain time, and they'll send you a little sticker, and you just put the sticker on it, and the sticker says, hey, I've booked a council pickup, and then the council come, and they take the garbage away, right? So, one morning, a guy put a small table, like a little wheelie table, out on the nature strip right in front of my apartment, right? Mm. He didn't have a a council sticker on it or anything. He just put it out. Hard rubbish. Hopefully, the garbage fairies will hear my plea and take this away. Okay, fine. I saw that and realized that there was already a big pile of hard rubbish a little bit further down the street, uh, like still out the front of our place, but a bit further down. So I thought oh, I'll put it all together. Um, and so when the council do come, they can just take it all in one big go. So I pushed his table down the street next to the other pile of hard rubbish. Just thinking, oh, I'll just consolidate it all together. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, tr- helpful. helpful, trying to do him a bit. And then I walked back in the house. I look out my window a little bit later in the day and I see the neighbor who put the original small table out wheeling it back (laughs) to where it originally was, all on its own in its own little part of the nature strip outside of our apartments and away from the other garbage. And then I see him put a council sticker on it. So I can see sort of what's happened here is he's gone, I've booked with the council to have my table picked up and taken away like a good person. Mm. Uh, So, but I'm not going to, have the council come and take the other garbage away that hasn't been booked. I want to separate my uh, my table from garbage. the common garbage. Right? <laughs> so, okay, fine. Th- suddenly I realise that this is not my fight. So I don't do anything else. I figure, fair enough, I don't care. Hmm. Well, the original people who put out the original pile of garbage a bit further down the street they see this guy's table and the little council sign and they push it back down (laughs) (laughs) so that it's with all of their garbage and then all of the garbage will get picked up because of the council sign. The guy, like, a day later comes out and sees this and he pushes his table back all the way (laughs) away from... Now, this happens, I would say, about five times over the course of a week so the the table going back it's what it's like a a garbage tennis match playing out in front of my window and i don't care i don't care what happens next i'm literally just watching two people fight over whether the council pick up one piece of garbage or all of the garbage what eventually happened was the guy came out, like he, he moved his table back away again. He came out and he removed the council sticker. <laughs> and I reckon what he did, if he was really petty, was he called the council and he cancelled the garbage pickup. So that is checkmate, petty idiot yeah. guy. Checkmate. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but the um, uh, there was one time where... 
I'd bought a new drum kit. And my old drum kit was pretty pretty rough um, and I'd had it in the garage and I thought, look, it's okay, but it's not it's not a great drum kit. It wasn't really a sell it on eBay or Gumtree kind of deal. So it was well I put it out on the nature strip for uh, the hard rubbish and then I walked out and found a kid on a skateboard trying to... <laughs> try to Play. carry the no no he was trying to he was trying to take the the drum kit like uh, i was just taking the snare or something but he was doing it on a skateboard and he looked so guilty like i'd sprung him going through my my stuff and i'm like dude it's fine do um you know you want the drum kit oh yeah yeah that'd be great um Twenty bucks. I've gone. How, how far away do you live? Oh, you know, like ten minutes. I'm like, do you want me to put it aside so that someone else doesn't come and take another part of it, and you end up in some kind of battle? Oh yeah, cool. So uh, I moved it off the nature strip and just into the driveway, and then he came back with like three other kids on skateboards, and they Sweet. skated away with my old kit. <laughs> And that band was the Rolling Stones. Yeah, they probably did become some major act. Damn them. That's great. I, was, I think that's nice. That's that's the best use of hard rubbish, when someone can oh, actually yeah. take it and use it, and it's the best yeah. feeling. In the yes, nobody wants it in landfill. No. There are a surprising number of um, articles on the internet about how to be a nice person. Which is a bit uh-huh. sad, really, isn't it? So, is this Chris's I mean, website? Um, no. Okay. You oh, can sing the theme tune if you like. I, I can don't want spin to if it's it into not a website. website. No. But, but there are. You there can't are understand because, though, why you know, I would think it was Chris's website. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see why. I'm not um, going crazy, right? No. There are so many segments that Chris does that start out like it's going to be one of his segments. Yep. And then he... We, we ask, is it this segment? And then he says, no, it's not. And then halfway it through. turns out to be... Halfway through, it turns out to be exactly the segment. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and, then, and then he looks at us as if to say, why haven't you guys sung the theme song yeah. yet? And we're like, well, so Chris, we don't know. Yeah. So, Chris, if, if we get halfway through this segment yes. and it turns out that it is Chris's website, yes. the, the podcast is over. That is it. That is it. That is it. I agree. Uh, we go our separate ways, never to speak again. I agree. Uh, you are dead. You are dead to me. It's like a game of chicken. Yeah. You're driving uh-huh. towards yep. us. We're driving towards you. Uh, we're not going to flinch this yep. time. Okay. Yep. If this is if this is Chris's website and James and I both very familiar with the segment, <laughs> we will judge whether this is Chris's website or not. Okay. And if we determine that this is in fact Chris's website, and you have denied it, we have it on tape. Tape. The podcast over. I'll get you one further. Done. I'll get you one further, Chris. Have you got a Chris's website for this episode? No. Oh, I see. So oh, okay. Okay, so so you're going to talk about something that is accessed by a website on the internet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it's not going to be Chris's not website, and you don't have a Chris's website. But, uh, but no, this isn't about <laughs> the internet. <laughs> it's it's just that All I right. noticed that um, a lot of there are a lot of articles on the internet about <laughs> <coughs> about how to be nice, which I thought was a, a sad thing because, mm. you know, th- that means that people are looking for an article about how to be nice. Um, and one of the articles that I came across um, is uh, was from Time magazine. Uh, the magazine, not the not the website. Time, Chris's um, <coughs> magazine, <laughs> and um, and it was written for um, entrepreneurs and business owners, um, and gives a list of of ways to be nicer. Because I imagine some people who are entrepreneurs and business owners are assholes. Um, but it wasn't a very good article, so I've rewritten it. Oh, good. Uh, I've rewritten it for uh, the audience. Um, 
in a in a sort of a more accessible and more more recognisable way. Mark, um, I think we have to step in here and apologise to Chris. I don't think this is yep. a Chris's website. I think he's. I don't think it is. This is a new segment. He's got a. He's got a. It's a bit. I think the problem <clears throat> probably was the introduction. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which just got to work on those introductions. Boy, Chris. they go a long time. Yeah. Jump, jumped on the articles, the internet articles thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, well, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, James and I would like to issue a formal apology. <laughs> formal apology. <laughs> a formal apology. The podcast is will continue. Yep. The friendship will remain. <laughs> yep. It is viable. Uh, it is good. It is solid. Take it away, Chris. We're big enough to, to admit when we're wrong, and we were wrong. Yep. So, um, I guess this is sort of a uh, a series of pieces of advice for. Entrepreneurs, <laughs> you're doing so well, Matt. Just, just, do, okay. just do the segment. So, number one, ask questions. Christ, not questions like "Why are you so stupid?" and "Why don't you get a real job?" Ask questions that dig into how the other person feels. Like, what are the things that have happened in your life to make you so stupid? And why does everybody hate you at your shitty nine to five job? Number two, talk more, not less. Interrupt conversations to make sure everyone understands how smart, friendly, and nice you are. If the conversation is drifting away from you, try to bring it back around to you by stating loudly, I once gave a man $2 for washing my windscreen at an intersection, despite it making my windscreen dirtier and causing me to miss the green light, and when he ran out in front of my car, I didn't mow him down like an animal, is a good indication of how much I'm giving back to society. Number three, give your time. Volunteer your time. There are plenty of large, wealthy corporations who will happily allow you to work for them for free in exchange for a warm feeling that you've helped them buy another island for rich people to have terrible festivals on. Number four, I think. Give your money. Time (laughs) is money. As they it's say. the attention to detail that I like. Yeah. Do you think the world is running out of islands? Like every every time you I hear a rich person now, it's like, oh, they've bought an island. There can't yeah. be that many islands left. I don't know. I think Indonesia has thousands of islands. But yes, as as um, the divide becomes greater, there are more people who can afford to buy an island. Um, do you think the next step will be rich people building their own islands? Oh, they already do, do that in the Middle East. They're, they're building islands. Oh, really? Mm. Floating islands yeah. called boats. Um, time is money, as they say. If you don't have free time to help out, you can use your money to help others. If you could give a lot of money regularly, you will be seen as a nicer person. My PayPal address is chris at christhompkins.com. <laughs> <clears throat> Number five, be a better listener. Listening is a skill. Really listening to someone will give you important information that will allow you to figure out the best way to manipulate them in the future into thinking you're pretty nice. Did they once mention how they were concerned about CO2 emissions? Use this information to casually bring up in conversation how you now only exhale on every second breath in. Number six, really and truly care. It's very easy to show you care. In the caveman times, men would show they cared... Men would show they cared for their women by killing giant beasts for food. If you really want to show someone you care, find a giant beast or human, kill them, and drag their corpse back for your partner to cook and eat. Number seven, I think. Admit it, you don't know everything. Hey... I don't know everything. Number eight, lighten up. (laughs) No one likes an uptight asshole like you. Next time someone makes a bad joke in the office, laugh like you've just taken over Gotham City. Then mention that you appreciate their candor and levity and tell them that you think they might enjoy a career as a stand-up comic. Then fire them stating that you think they're wasting their talents in a dead-end job and should start working on their Netflix special. Then laugh hysterically and tell them you're only kidding and there's no way they're ever going to get a Netflix special because it's extremely competitive and maybe they'd be better off cleaning windows at intersections. Then laugh again and just stare at them for like 15 minutes. Then ask them to close the door on the way out. And number nine... 
Take your medication. Certain medications will make you nicer. This is probably easier than trying to be nice. Speak to your doctor about your options. There you go. So I hope that helps some um, wealthy <laughs> entrepreneurs and rich people to be nicer. Yeah, that's good. On the on the subject of islands, uh, we, which we, uh, we we briefly touched on in that um, segment, uh, there I, I was reading a thing about Buster Rhymes Island. Mm. Um, which is an island. It's the proposed. It's the proposed oh, yeah. name for an otherwise unnamed island in Massachusetts, and it was the proposal was made by a resident Kevin O'Brien, who began frequenting and caring for the upkeep of the island. And he stated he wanted it to be called Buster Rhymes Island, as it had quote rope swinging, blueberries, and stuff Buster would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Yes. So, there's plenty of islands. <laughs> it turns out you just got to go to Massachusetts. Here's the news while it's hot. Here's worldwide news from on the spot. Every hour of the day. WSAI 1360. Here's the latest news for you. Hey, hey everyone. Hey James. Uh, remember, remember when uh, Chris uh, what didn't do a Chris's website uh, yeah. and instead uh, did a thinly veiled James's list of things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, here's another thinly veiled James's list of things. James's list of things. James's list of things. James got some things to list. Ding. Nice. Yep, nice. it will be nice. It has nothing to do with it, but hopefully it will give you the impression that it's some sort of nice feeling inside <laughs> your heart and head when you hear the list. Here it is, ready? Oh, and this is the first time I've done this with a list of things. Um, uh, uh, the, the list of things today is 10 ideas for new apps. <laughs> you know, everyone's always talking about new apps like they're hard or like they're, they're hard. I just thought up 10, most of them this mm. morning, just before we hit record. And uh, it was really easy. But I thought it's a lovely, fun, interactive part of the segment for you guys. Yeah. When I give you the, my concept for the app, if you guys think of a name for it, maybe okay. chime in. Because I don't have names for these apps. Yeah. I've just okay. got, but, but every app, this app, every app is a, like a billion dollar idea. Yeah. So I'm giving you $10 billion worth of ideas. 10 ideas for new apps. Number one. That is nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is nice. An app that tells you how many times I've seen your dumb meme before you put it on Facebook. <laughs> Isn't that a good, wouldn't that be a good app? It would be. What would you call that? Uh, Redundant. Yeah. Redundant. But, um, yeah, no. Be a you, you put a number in there or something, yep. or take Redundant. out like Redundant all the vowels. Yeah, redundant three and that's good. Yeah. yeah. Number two, an app that delivers electric shocks or threatens your family when it detects you are not giving it your all. <laughs> <laughs> I think Livestrong could um, get involved in that. No, I don't want an existing app. It's yeah. good. This is no, no. The, have a the, real name. the company lives strong. Okay, it would yeah. be. I would call it Zap uh, yeah. with an exclamation part, uh, exclamation point. But the um, the the uh, the words app would all be in capitals, and it's then Z would be lowercase. Perfect. That's sold. Yeah. Sold. Possibly, in possibly put an apostrophe. I think there's no, three no, Zs. No. Ooh. no, because that wouldn't sound like someone's asleep. Yeah, it's a sleep app. <laughs> Sleep, yeah. sleep apnea. <laughs> I'm sure that's been done. Yeah. Number three, an app quiz to see how bad your farts smell. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. Take your pants down and fart into your phone. You scored. Yuck. <laughs> uh, that's that'll be called flapulence. <laughs> oh, brilliant! That's brilliant. That goes in the book. Number four. An app that measures the temperature of your take. You've got an opinion <laughs> about a celebrity or a current event or something, but how hot is your hot take? Now you can stick your phone in your mouth and suck on it for a while and it will tell you the exact temperature of your clever observation. Um, are we coming up with names for all of these? 
Oh, yeah. if you can, can be bothered. Uh, I had one. It's going away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah. You don't have to come up with a name for this one because I've got a name for this one. Okay, phew. Um, uh, number five, uh, an Austin Powers themed furniture store app. Uh, I'm going to call it Chair Baby. <laughs> 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 Number six, an app that's exactly like Tinder, but we call it something else. <laughs> Bumble. Bumble, perfect. <laughs> Number seven, an app that suggests the right music to listen to while you commit arson. <gasps> oh, Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. That's a good choice. Fire, Firestarter by The Prodigy. Firestarter is a good choice. Number eight, an app that doesn't like any of the other apps on your phone and whispers disturbingly abusive threats to them at four in the morning. (laughs) I think I've got that app. (laughs) Society. Number nine, an app that somehow makes you look like you do not want to kill yourself during a work video chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a... Tough, a tough gig for an app. Not easy. Uh, and finally, uh, uh, 10 ideas for new apps. An app that apps your apps into one giant app that apps more apps per minute than any human being could reasonably be expected to app. Wow. That sounds yeah, good. I, I got a name for that one. Yep. Planet of the Apps. <laughs> <laughs> James's list of things. It's the Swiss app army knife. <laughs> what? I don't know why I laughed at that. Swiss app army knife. Because it's all of the apps. It's all of the apps that are... Oh, I see. ...brought Swiss, together. The Swiss, Swiss app knife. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's for people who snore in Switzerland. <laughs> people who snore in a knife. <laughs> Um, oh, did you know, this is a quick aside, um, but I've, I thought it might appear in fact bombs, so I didn't make a big deal about it. Um, <laughs> but did you know the, the original meaning for nice was stupid? Oh. That's the, the root of it is nice meant a stupid person, oh. which it's sort of almost circled back to, but um, uh, depending on the way you say it. What, what's Jeffrey like? Oh, yeah, he's... Nice. See, it's still it's still got a little bit of that. Yeah, it, it's a very damned with faint praise word, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not it's not a superlative. Like you would never, you would you'd never seek to be described as nice as a mm. person. Yeah, something yeah. you do might be nice, but you would never yeah. you you'd never want nice on your tombstone, would you? No, no, he was just nice. Here lies James Hazelden. He was some kind of biscuit. <laughs> Guys, if we can just uh, break with the jokes for a minute, <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, sure. Sorry. I, I, I've just I've got a I've got an announcement to make. Um, uh, thank you for all being here. Um, in an earlier presentation of Theatre of the World's widely popular, wildly popular <laughs> flagship segment, Fact Bombs. <laughs> I read a statement uh, about the Arnott's niece, Biscuit, describing it as a perfect staple for any pantry. Arnott's niece, Plain Biscuits, are made the old-fashioned way with no artificial colours, flavours or preservatives and a generous sprinkle of sugar to create a satisfyingly sweet biscuit. Delicious. I Mm. attributed this statement to the well-known and popular internet repository of unbiased and independent biscuit and biscuit-related knowledge, Biscuitopedia. Ah, oh, they're always after his pot of gold. This was untrue. Oh, no. I have now learned that there is no such website as Biscuitopedia. <laughs> and there never was. It was just a word that I made up earlier this morning while I was in the shower, washing my arms, legs, and body in preparation for the recording of this episode of the Theatre of the World podcast. Oh. The statement I read was taken directly from Arnott's own website, and while I categorically deny any and all ad- ad- allegations of influence peddling, I feel I must apologise to my co-hosts, James and Chris, and the listeners of the Theatre of the World podcast for my lapse in judgement on this occasion. 
I hope that I can move on from this and continue to present facts via the medium of bombs in the future and hope that the reputation of this segment and the Theatre of the World podcast has not be, been sullied by this incident. I also feel I must say that there has not been any payment, either monetary or in the form of goods and services, made to me by the good people at the Arnott's Biscuit Company to pass off their marketing as independent and unbiased reporting. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Do you have any oh, no. any more of those biscuits? Or a whole, or a whole box of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, the, you know, the most shocking part of that series of quite shocking revelations, Chris, mm. is that when Mark has a shower, he doesn't wash his face or head. No. <laughs> Only, uh, only his body, arms, and legs. <laughs> uh, when was the last time, Mark? When do you reckon it was the last time Mark washed his face or head? Because was it this morning? Apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes you gotta, you gotta save it up, right? <laughs> keep, keep the face un, untouched. For Apart a from bit. anything else, his head is now partially covered in biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and his and his legs and body. No, it's not a he really does eat biscuits like the Cookie Monster, doesn't he? He did actually. It was very Cookie Monster. The whole vibe. There's, um, cr- there's crumbs all over my pop filter now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know why these yeah. things keep happening to me. Yeah, <laughs> snacking while podcasting is uh, it's risky. It's dangerous. Um, Actually, spe- speaking of um, of showering, um, <laughs> the um, okay, stop. I quit. <laughs> the uh, I did ha- have a, uh, a an experience recently um, in the shower. Uh, where, okay, I don't. You know, want to know. You know, we went that. through that whole um, uh, lockdown. You're not allowed to go outside. So many many people in the world still going through that. Yeah, yeah. And I in that period, I grew a very long beard, like a bush ranger or. Mm-hmm. Um, a politician um, from the 1900s. And um, I decided one day that my beard was so long um, and I was so bored being (laughs) locked in my house that I thought it might be interesting to see whether um, the whole notion of being a pirate and setting fire to little bits of your beard and having smoldering ends... (laughs) Um, actually worked. Okay, can we back um, up? So, uh, yeah. where where did this piece of let's face it spurious information come from? Uh, I, look, I've seen it um, on the you know on posters uh, yeah. and what I feel um, it's I'm pretty I feel sure it is that, rooted um, in 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 at least law in legend, yeah, yeah, if yeah. not fact. Um, yeah. I think uh, Bluebeard, Blackbeard, one of the beards um, yeah, yeah. Uh, used to like uh, put like uh, candle wicks or something in his yeah. in his beard and set them on fire when he when 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 um, a, 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 a pirating a, a, a ship yeah. um, uh, 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 as, as to make him seem more ferocious and, and terrifying. Yeah. And, and was also, the point was the point of it like like headlights? <laughs> yeah, it kind of, uh, or also he may have just got a lot of smoke in his eyes yeah. and been unable to do anything. Um, anyway, so I thought I'd check it out. Um, but, but as it but, turns out, yeah. But why? Sorry, uh, but why did why? Like, what's the end game? What? Why do it? Do you know what um, I mean? Like, is it a stylish thing? Does it make you look cool? like? No, I don't, I, I don't get it. I was just bored. Okay. <laughs> just, just went. Oh, look at this enormous beard I have. I wonder what would happen if I stuck uh, a candle if in I it. set fire to a bit of it. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And as it turns out, possibly, um, possibly that is just some kind of rumor or myth that you can set fire <laughs> to your beard. Um, but also possibly because of the... Uh, I think you definitely the, can set fire to your beard. Yeah. I think you probably um, did. The nature potentially of the, the pomade that I use yeah. that oh, contains an, a large amount of oil. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I went to set 
the beard on fire. Well, it just went up. Yeah, like yeah. it went up <laughs> like a beard. It went up like one like one of those arson attempts from your um your app, James. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and then after that, I had I had to shave shave the beard back. Took some of my sideburns as well. Um, <laughs> but I tell you what, it's didn't um, discriminate. It was certainly one way to to um, to shave your your beard in the middle of a lockdown where you couldn't go to a barber to get it done. So I would not recommend that to those at home uh-huh. um, unless you have a wet towel um, and an and an and an adult um, supervising. So. Um, Yes, don't don't try this at home. A couple of things. One, um, I bet you at the start of that day, you didn't realise that sideburns was also a verb. <laughs> <laughs> and two, you're lucky you weren't Mark because his beard is full of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, a nice would, biscuit smell. That would have been, that would have, yeah, that was like a bakery catching fire. <laughs> do, do, I, have, I have poetry... But um, do do you have poetry? I don't. I don't have poetry. I couldn't think of anything that rhymes with nice. Sure. Um, So, I've got... (gasps) Rice. (laughs) Do you want want some time to write a poem? No, you've got to rhyme. Okay. Um, I've got three poems. They're very short. Um, One's called Nice. One's called Not Nice. And one's called Weird. (laughs) <laughs> mice as well. Mice wrote rhymes with rice cool. and nice. Keep us keep us posted. Any, Sorry, any carry on, of carry on. Just, uh, save, just save it out. for the mice episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my poem number one. This one's called Nice. It goes like this. I'm so sexy, even God wants to fuck me. He wants to suck me like I'm a monkey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, and this, uh, this next poem is called Not Nice It goes like this She got cold feet before her wedding In the mail <laughs> From her fiancé They were the severed feet of his first bride It was a warning Not nice <laughs> There you go uh, not nice And my, my final poem for, for this episode Is uh, called Weird And it goes like this I am a little baby Stuck up in a tree How did I get up here? Not easy to see I do not belong here It's weird <laughs> <laughs> There you go Three poems Nice oh. Not nice Weird Oh, thrice. That's that's three. Thrice, ironically. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Do you want to do a poem for us now using just those words? Okay, so now, hey, listen. (laughs) Eyes this way, eyes on me. Um, Listen here. Uh, That's how how I'm going to start my Netflix special. Um, So, uh, you know, I do the scenes with Cleverbot. Um, and often they are loosely related to the th- theme of the show. Well, this one's really loosely related to the theme of the show because um, I was thinking about nice and I thought, who was nice? Jesus was nice. <laughs> Jesus was nice. And we're, we're doing our, our comedy festival show this year um, is happening over Easter and Easter is all about Jesus. Um, I apologize to everybody who's not listening to this episode um, around Easter, but you can suck it up. You still watch movies about Christmas when it's not Christmas, so just take it on board. Anyway, so... (laughs) Mark? (laughs) Yeah, yes, James? We've been doing this podcast with Chris for five, six, seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Longer, maybe. Um, Ten. Longer. Ten years, nearly. Do you reckon his introductions are getting better or worse? <laughs> oh, it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say. They're definitely getting different. They're just... I feel like I feel like you could almost... Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
like it ended in a diatribe against people for watching Christmas movies at the wrong time of year. <laughs> He's not afraid of a tangent. Oh, no. He's never been- I like, love a tangent. It's part of his charm. Yeah. Anyway. So, sorry, Chris. Uh, what, sorry, Chris. What you're saying is the clever bot's about Jesus today. It's about Easter and okay. Jesus, yes. Okay. It's about the resurrection of Jesus. Okay. So, Easter. Yep. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, lice. Lice oh. also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just... Uh, I'm just wheeling Cleverbot into the room now. Chris is doing a podcast with himself. (laughs) And begin scene. Jesus, you're back. Hell yeah. What up? Uh, Gotta say, I'm a little surprised. What with you dying and everything. I expected something more relevant to the question I asked. Oh, okay. So... (laughs) Hey, what did you experience in those three days you were deceased? Well, we were all just out here eating chocolate eggs for no reason. There were burgers and little milkshakes. So, how did you come back from the dead? Simply by becoming the fire. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, you must be pretty hungry. Um, can I get you something to eat or, or some water? I've got a, an Evian here. I don't drink. Oh. Oh, you know, maybe you could do the trick with the water and make it wine or something. No, I want seawater. Because you saw the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good joke. Uh, you um, spoken to Mary Magdalene yet? Because she's going to freak out. I'm not dating her. Oh, what, what happened? It's complicated. Oh, come on. I'm your most dedicated disciple. Look, I wrote this whole book about you called The Bible. Too long. Didn't read. Oh. Um, did, you, did you catch up with God or anything while you were dead? Maximum. You call him Maximum? Yes, that's his name. Though he gets grumpy when you use his real name. Uh, all right. Um... So, uh, do you want me to call you an Uber chariot um, so you can get home and shower? Because you're a bit bit stinky. Okay. Would you like to join me for a nap? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. I love you too, but Uh, what are you doing? uh, No no cuddling? A husband wouldn't be too bad. Okay, well, happy Easter, Jesus. You're a weird and crazy girl. <laughs> Thank you. End scene. I gotta say that um, that Middle Eastern guy uh, who I assume was one of the disciples who claimed to have written the whole Bible. Yeah. Uh, uh, inclu- I, I assume he just meant some of the New Testament, but that's all right. Uh, but he uh, he sounded very Australian. Oh mm. uh, yeah, I mean it's um, it's it's a sort of a an interpretation. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. You know, I only like facts when we talk about religion. It's true, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I understand. Frice, frice, frice. Oh, it's not really. It's not, it's real not a real word. word. Not, not a real a word, word, Chris. I'm not including it in the list. Oh well. That's- you can get my spreadsheet from <laughs> theaterofthewild.com. We're not putting that on the website. Nope. <laughs> Shit. No, we are not. We're not even going to put a link to an actual rhyming dictionary. Maybe as an idea for an app, Chris. Yes. You could just have an app that gives people rhymes for the word nice. Great. It's called Nice App. And it just just periodically screams a, the, a word every... Ice! It just screams a word out of context when it yep. thinks of it. Yep. yep. And then, it tells you words that sound like they might rhyme, like size, but then points out that they don't. Yeah, yeah we call those B rhymes yeah. in the biz. Uh, yeah. But um, what's good about that app is that it would give uh, purchases of it the intense pleasure that Mark and I are experiencing. <laughs> I like how this we, podcast, and I like how we brought it back to B rhymes, aka yeah. Buster rhymes, uh, the island. Uh, the, the, yeah. Uh, which has really sort of neatly tied this episode um, 
in a nice little package. Like a rug. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't realise how cleverly scripted (laughs) theatre of the world is, but it it really is. It really is. It's very hard to write an arc that good. That complex. It's a... Yeah, we're clever. Yep. So, um, I guess now we've come to the end of our 69. (laughs) And now we have to disengage Mm -hmm. uh, and... Say goodbye to the genitals for a little while (laughs) until the next episode. But when we see each other's genitals again, (laughs) then they'll be nice. So until next time, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And once again, this whole palaver has been to advertise our new comedy festival show, Incognito, a mystery comedy play going on at La Mama in 2021 for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, March 30th to some other time. I can't remember when it ends. Uh, April 4th, I think. April 4th. There yeah. you go. It's only eight shows. Go to lamama.com.au to book tickets. We'd love to see you there. And then you can tell us your rhymes for nice. Mm-hmm. Just yell them out during the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will suffice. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. I think uh, there are obviously some assholes out there. Um, I um, statement. <laughs> yep. Um, there are some assholes in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, this is man, 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 man.